and welcome everybody. Alex Hamicky here for the Barton Community College Athletic Department Clawcast, and I'm here with the newest head coach here on campus of one of the newest sports on campus, Mr. Curtis Rose. Mr. Rose is the esports head coach in esports, the newest of the multitude of sports out here on the hill at Barton Community College for the upcoming school year. And, and coach, uh, I guess the first question I've got here is how did how did you get involved in esports uh, before before getting into the coaching realm? Uh, it was uh, I was actually a pretty late bloomer into esports uh, video games in general. I wasn't a huge video game player in high school. Uh, it wasn't until college when everybody seems to get way too much free time on their hands that I was trying to f find ways to fill it. Uh, video games just happened to be the way that I did it. Um, started to realize that I had a talent for it. Uh, was better than average. Wasn't great. Um, through years and years of practice since then, uh, I've gotten better and better. And uh, it just kind of has grown since then. It's the love that I've had. And I mean, you were—you've been employed by the college. And last year, uh, when Barton got involved with esports, you—you uh, you became the head coach. Uh, just go a little bit through the process that the college has to go through when they are uh, building a new sport and then approving and, and all on and all the whole runaround of, of getting another uh, sport onto a junior college campus. Uh, yes, uh, the entire process started uh, due to our vice president of instruction, Elaine Simmons. Uh, she was talking to her daughter, and they had an esports program. It was something that she never heard of. So she created a committee that was trying to explore the opportunities of, first of all, they needed to figure out what esports was, and then whether it was something that could be viable here at Barton. Um, from there, uh, she contacted me. She's like, hey, I think that you might know a little bit about this, a little know that I knew way more than <laughs> she originally knew. Um, and then from that point, it was about a year of basically as a steering committee where uh, I went to NACE, uh, the National Association for Collegiate Esports' conference, uh, getting other information from other schools, what they did. Uh, we came back, we created a presentation to go to the Board of Trustees where we just, originally we just wanted to inform them. We didn't want to bombard them with information. Uh, just tell them this is what esports is, this is what it looks like, this is what it can bring to Barton. And then over the coming months, we just continued to press it a little bit until eventually they were like, okay, we're ready to add this as a sport. We see the value that it can add to the campus. And so uh, it took about a year in total. I think it was Jan or it was December of 2018 that it started. And it wasn't until uh, I think it was October or November of 2019 where it got approved by the Board of Trustees. All righty. And, and here out in the college, uh, after you guys had the sport approved, you guys have built your guys, yourselves quite a, a nice computer lab here on campus to compete in. Uh, Twelve computers in total, uh, I believe actually 13 actually. And I just talk a little bit about you know the process that it came into that and then what, what all the specs of the, of the lab are. Uh, yes, uh, so the first thing that we had to do, especially when we were talking to the board, is you have to talk about the cost of starting one of these programs. And, uh, there's two different options that we had. We could either build a brand new arena, which wasn't viable at the time, or we could repurpose a room uh, that was already on the campus that was being underutilized for this, which is what we did. We uh, identified a room in the student union, uh, room 219, it was at the end of the uh, bookstore, that was being used for only a couple of classes and then not utilized for the rest of the day. So we said we could, uh, basically we could pull out all the desks, the equipment that's in there, we could paint the walls, make it look a little bit nicer, and then we could set up all the computers in there and that would cut down a lot of the cost. Um, from there, we just needed to identify computers, desks, and then a little bit of logistics on networking an entire lab into what used to be a classroom. Um, so we uh, went to different 
uh, computer manufacturers. We wanted to get them pre-made. We didn't want to build in-house. We wanted to make this as easy as possible. Um, MSI offered us an amazing deal on uh, 14 total computers for the lab, along with monitors, peripherals, everything that we needed uh, computer component-wise. Um, so they set us up with all of that, um, and then we went to uh, a couple of different desk manufacturers trying to figure out what we could use uh, that was custom-built that would fit our needs. Got custom-built desks that were in nice Barton blue, um, along with uh, chairs, which I personally think are the most comfortable in the world. It's hard to stay awake when you're sitting in those. They recline perfectly. Um, and so we got all of that. Um, luckily, we got it all ordered just before COVID hit because uh, trying to get computers shipped in uh, March, April timeframe would have been a little bit painful. Uh, so we got that just, just in time before everything started shutting down. Um, and then from there, we just had to uh, figure out how we were going to fit 14 computers into a classroom that wasn't built as a computer lab. And that was kind of the biggest issue. Um, luckily, we have one of the greatest IT departments in the world here. Uh, we uh, figured out we could lay them out in uh, groups of six computers each, which would fit perfectly for our teams. Um, drop the power, run the internet. I'm not smart enough to figure out how all that works, but <laughs> and then uh, we just kind of hit the ground running. Perfect, perfect. And then alongside that, you know, esports is one of the more budding sports in Kansas. Not a lot of high schools have an esports program. So in terms of recruiting, I mean, how does I mean the the the, the I guess the challenge there of not having any high school programs uh, puts a bit of a, an interesting lay into recruiting. How did how did recruiting work out? Uh, luckily, for some reason, I'm not really sure why, there are quite a few high schools in this part of the state that do have esports okay. programs. Uh, I didn't know that until I actually started. Um, Stafford High School, just not too far from here, has an esports hmm. program, which uh, really surprised me considering the size of that school. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> it's, uh, but there's quite a few. So the first thing I did was uh, I uh, contacted school advisors, programmers, program managers, anybody that I could find that was associated with those programs, just getting me out in front of those. Unfortunately, once again, COVID kind of threw a wrench in that plan. I got to uh, two of the seven high schools that I wanted to before school's classes got canceled last spring. Um, but that's usually the first place that you want to start is people that are already in a program like this. Um, they're the ones that are wanting to find these opportunities. Um, there's also some students, uh, especially at the higher tiers, that go to the standard recruiting websites like Be Recruited, things like that, that say, hey, I play these esports at a really high level. And so that's another place that you can. Um, unfortunately, a lot of kids have been told that you can't really make a living off of playing video games and that there's, you're definitely not going to get a scholarship opportunity from it, which isn't true now. But even like three, four years ago, that was very true. You weren't going to get scholarship money playing video games. And so uh, trying to get, especially parents, out of that mindset of, yes, we need to find a healthy balance of what they're doing, just like with anything in life. Uh, but this can be a positive for them. All righty. And then okay, the, final, uh, the final two questions I'll have here for you. Uh, when it comes to your, your season, the nice thing about uh, being you know, on, online is that you don't have to travel anywhere. And that, that'll probably be a good thing when it comes to the budgets and, you know, travel budget. Yes, and alongside definitely. that, with COVID, you don't have to travel other places. Just your team is there. Um, but, I mean, when you have competitions, how do the, how do the competitions work out? And then what all, what all games do you play? Um, so. uh, yeah, the competitions are all uh, online. Um, they are hosted by a company called Generation Esports, which has been sanctioned by the NJCAA. Um, they basically run 
all of the tournaments that they're offering they have experience the advantage of having them run it is they also run the high school you sports league in a brand new middle school you sports league so it's basically the same process that kids would follow hopefully in the coming years that they go from one to the other so it's a similar format with esports being multiple games the unfortunate part is that I probably have the largest rule book out of every sport it's I think my rule book is now up to about 150 pages so at the beginning of the year I get the rule books I print them all off and then I give them to my players that tells us the settings for all of the different games currently I think we have five going in the fall we have Fortnite, Rocket League, Rainbow Six Siege, Madden, and Overwatch and then in the spring we are adding NBA 2K because Madden's in the fall and 2K is in the spring and so those kind of flip around hopefully in the coming years we can add more games but that's what we had we have 21 players currently on our roster and probably 22 come the spring so we kind of have to balance out we can't have people playing three or four games it's just not viable for their schedules but once the the actual season starts our season starts actually on the this following Monday basically we get the matchup Sunday night so we figure out who we're playing it will always match us up against people of similar ranks that way to make the games competitive especially in this season where there's recruiting issues with a lot of schools there's funding issues across the board for every college they want to make sure that everybody's having at least a competitive season nobody wants to get blown out for an entire nine-week season so we figure out who we play that's a similar skill level and then they'll adjust the rankings each week and then there's an assigned home team and away team the home team is responsible for creating the servers so just like if you were hosting an event at school you're responsible for making sure that the team the other team can get there they have the facility to play out things like that same thing happens with this the home team sets up the server they send the invite to the other team they get everybody set up and then we play the game alrighty thank you again coach thanks again everybody for listening to episode six of the Barton Community College Clawcast